here to talk about pets, pet nutrition and wellness, anything that can help our fur children live a longer, vibrant and happier lives. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Vital Pet Life Podcast. Today's episode will be one of a kind as we have a special guest and also a fur mom to a cool bulldog, a very famous one. So we'll talk about thrill-seeking and fearless snowboarding and skateboarding with her fur baby. Yep, he isn't your average pup. He was born with a need for speed and a dream to shred the gnarliest hills. One of his videos went viral on TikTok with 45 million views and he became an overnight sensation. So let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Donnie, your Chief Treat Lady. And this is Dr. Amber, your official veterinarian at Vital Pet Life. Let's all welcome Jamie, the fur mom of Chowdered Bulldog. Hey Jamie. Hey. Hi Jamie. Thanks for having Hi. me on today. Super excited to be here. Oh, thank you for giving us like your time and we're just super excited to talk to you about chowder and you know how we can learn more about your journey with chowder and at the same time chowder's life <laughs> well thank you so jamie can you share with our listeners a little bit about you and how you were able to get chowder and you know how chowder got into your life sure so our family has always been a you know Big, big pet parent family. We've always had lots of dogs between ourselves and our, our grown children. Um, I, right now, we have, I think we have seven between us. Wow. We, so we had an English bulldog named Gidget, who was the love of my life dog. She unfortunately passed away when she was 10 years old. And I took it really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, really wasn't looking to get another bulldog or another dog right away. Um, I think my husband was worried about me because I was just sad. And so... What we decided to do is instead of get another female bulldog, um, we thought, well, gosh, we don't want to try to replace Gidget. That could never happen. And it wouldn't be fair to bring in another dog that we were constantly comparing to Gidget. So we decided to get a male uh, bulldog. And we really hadn't had male dogs before. We've always had females. And uh, so we were expecting like this really cuddly, you know, sweet bulldog like our previous <laughs> experience with bulldogs had been and we got something very different with chowder <laughs> so uh, quite honestly <laughs> uh, really for the two, first two years we really didn't know what to do with him he was just completely different and it, honestly it was a little challenging because uh, he wasn't cuddly he wasn't super affectionate I could tell he liked me but it was just different and he honestly always looked bored by us. We would take him out. We'd be throwing balls. <laughs> we'd be doing all the things that you do with dogs, right? And going for walks and oh, yeah. all these things. We tried everything, frisbees. And he, he did them because he, he had a, a real need to get physical activity every day, like aerobic type of physical activity. He had to burn that off. But he just didn't look like he was having fun with us. And, you know, we're older, we both have big jobs that we work all the time. And so I would be going out in our front yard um, and I like literally four or five times a day for 15 to 20 minutes, throwing something for him to get him to burn off the energy, <laughs> but he always just looked a little unhappy and just by chance. Uh, I know it made us really sad, actually. I mean, we, 
we've never ever given a dog away because it's their, their family. But we literally were thinking, gosh, maybe Chatters should have been in a home with like seven little boys that could be running around with him. And we were literally <laughs> thinking for his sake, like, does he need more activity or more fun than, than you know, <laughs> two middle-aged people <laughs> can give him. And um, so <laughs> we were sad though. I had, I have literally have never had a dog that I didn't bond with. Like we just didn't feel like we were bonding. Mm -hmm. And then he was two years old and um, we took him to the beach and we were walking down the beach and there was a little boy who had a skimboard. Chatter had never seen a skimboard. Actually, Chatter had never been to the beach and the kid threw the <laughs> skimboard out and Chatter jumped on it like a pro. And then he sat there and he, Oh my God. He rode the skimboard for the next 25 minutes like he'd been doing it his whole life. And people were coming up to us and asking oh us, how did you teach him to do that? And we're like, we didn't. Oh and my he God. just knew how to do it. And he loved it. He was, and honestly, like us, I swear, I think that's the first time I really saw like that smile, that big, like, yes, oh this is what God. I want to do. Oh, and um, oh we got him skateboard the very next day. And he, oh he immediately amazing. knew what to do with it immediately. I mean, he, we, well, he didn't know how to wow. do it. He knew what he was supposed to do with it. And so uh, wow. the adventure started. Yeah. Here was that like how many years ago was it? That was about six years ago. But interestingly enough, so wow. the first almost two and a half years that he had the skateboard, he never stood on it. We have a really large area in our driveway. very large. And so... He would spend every afternoon, we would be out there several times, um, and he would just roll on the skateboard. I have all kinds of videos of it, but on his stomach. Oh, my God. And he would roll all around, and <laughs> we would turn around, and he'd roll back the other way. He had no desire to try to stand up, and so he just did that for a long time. And, you know, we just let him, and wow. so it was every day we'd take him out, and he would do that. And a couple of times I tried to see if he was interested in standing up, and he didn't seem like he wanted to, so we didn't push. He was having fun, and he was getting exercise, and we were doing it together. And then... He started barking all the time. Like he sounded like he was frustrated. It was almost like a love hate thing oh. where he just oh was frustrated. God. So it was my husband who said, you know, I think he might be bored. And so we <laughs> just, I know. And so we, I mean, we had spent hours with him out in front of our driveway. In fact, okay, here's, here's how crazy we are. And I have videos of this. We bought gymnastics cushions. Um, and we would, every day, we would line the perimeter of our driveway and garage with these gymnastics cushions. And we have a really long driveway with a hill. And he would ride down that. And then he would he would go into the crash cushions. And he loved that. <laughs> he would do it 10, 12 oh times a day. And it was what he loved more than anything is doing that. And so oh and we decided, okay, he's, he's seeming a little bored. So we took him up to a local church that has a slight hill and we started taking mm -hmm. him there. And that's when all of a sudden, so we were like two and a half years in at this point and he had pretty good control of the board. He'd gotten control of, he kind of knew how to do things with it. He just wasn't standing on it. And the minute we took him to that church mm -hmm. and he had like a, you know, some wide open space and some, a hill, he stood up and then. It was amazing how quickly he got good after that. He started, oh you know, God. he wanted to ride every hill we could possibly find for him. Absolutely oh no fear. 
loves doing new things, loves learning new things, um, understands the concept of practice, which has always surprised us, but wow. it really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, wanted, I think that's really amazing. I figured like um, how Chowder pretty much wanted to show you guys, because, you know, as you said, like you were, were you middle-aged? Like how, what? I don't know how old you guys when you took, when you got them, but I think maybe <laughs> Chowder's like, you know what? We can still do this together. <laughs> Amazing, which is amazing. So it's been really a fun, fun, and it's it's evolved. I mean, it's been really interesting to watch him. And when he skates, we we take him out with skaters now because he's he's too good to skate with any of anybody in our family. Like my husband started skating with him, and so did my son. (laughs) And Chatter's just gotten better than them, and so it's really cute because we'll take him and we'll (laughs) have him skate with young skaters that are real good and. You could just see it in his face. He just wants to be with them. Oh, like, yeah. He knows the difference between them and us. And he wants to go skate with them and oh be one God. of the boys. And um, it's really fun to, oh to do that. <laughs> but what the skaters will tell that us. That's really amazing. That it is. It is. And the skaters will tell us that he thinks like a skater. Like, he does a lot of funny things that skater does. Like, we cannot end a day where we go do a skate session on a bad run. We have to do it. Like where he does well, because you can, I mean, he's very expressive. You can tell if we try to end a skate session after he's, you know, fallen or he didn't make a turn or something, he's literally like depressed and he will be all night. And that's how skaters are too. All skaters, they'll always end their, their skating on a, on a on a good run. Oh my God. Wow. Chowder. I'm just like... Trying to figure out, like, if maybe in Chowder's past life, he was a skateboarder, like, champion. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you you hear all this. Never even thought about before Chowder, but we've kind of thought about that a few times because uh, it is really interesting to to watch him uh, and how he thinks about things. Yep. How special a child there is. Like, oh my God, I'm I'm amazed. But I'm so impressed though. Like, sorry, Dr. Amber. Like, I'm so impressed about how you guys were very patient with him and you really like dedicated like a lot of your time and effort. And as you said, like in the first few months or a year that you got him, that you thought he was really bored, but I mean, you know, it it ta- like it just shows what kind of a pet parent you guys are. Like, oh, thank you. You really well, wanted to know family. how you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. They're you know they're family. Yes, and definitely. dogs have always been family. I would say Chow definitely was the most challenging that we've had in in that. Um, and gosh, who would have? I mean, I would have never within the first two years guessed that we would end up. You know, and honestly. Chatter and I are very close. Uh, I am his person. Um, he shows his his affection in different ways. And I think it was a learning experience. You know, at, after being a pet parent all these years with so many dogs over our lives, um, the, the first one where I had to learn to let go of what I expected a pet to be and love him for what he was. Mm-hmm. And then really trying yeah. to see how we could make him happy, you know, outside Mm. our own expectations of like what your, you know, what your life with your dog is supposed to be like. And honestly, Mm. we've spent probably 10 times more time with him than any other dog we've ever had. And we've loved them all because he just requires it. And 
if we didn't, he would not be happy. You know, if he goes one day where he can't do something fun that he likes outside, you know, he gets very sad. And it, I think it's made me realize, you know, I don't know that I thought about it so as much before chowder. I will always now, but how much, you know, whatever it is that a dog likes to do or what means something to them is like, even when it's not convenient for you, you know, it means everything to them. They wait all day for it. You exactly. Know? Yes. Really like do. I always think of that. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, we, we, we pretty like they wait for us to come home or to spend time with them. And how many years, like, you know, do they really have um, time with us? It's I not, know. not, the, not our own lifetime. So I think this will, it's a good secret, you know, um, questions about like, cause now Chowder is a senior dog. I would I mean, yes, six years ago. Eight. So I think, yeah. So he's eight, like Dr. Amber, I know it. it's different in every breed that we can determine when a senior dog is, or when do you think we should like say, okay, my dog's a senior dog now. Like, yeah, so there's quite a bit of variation because small dogs tend to live longer than larger dogs. So small breed dogs um, around 11 to 12 years old, we consider them seniors. Um, medium dogs are about 10 years. Large breed dogs at eight years old, they're considered seniors. And then giant breed dogs um, about seven years old, they're considered seniors. So where does Shouter, you know, qualify? <laughs> Bulldogs are hard because they're like these bulky dogs in like little bodies. So I would probably consider, you know, medium. <laughs> medium size. Bulldogs, medium breeds. Yeah. So he's still in the cups then of not being a senior dog because he's like eight uh, for midsize. You said it's like starts with it comes to 10 or 11. Yeah, I would say he's he's getting close, but maybe not quite. <laughs> Not quite a senior yet. Yay, Jamie. We still Yay. have enough time. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't slowed down too much yet. So he keeps going. That's and good. I, you know, and you know, a little bit in the joints, but other than that, there's not, I haven't seen a big difference. That's great. And especially for his breed. I mean, bulldogs, unfortunately, can have quite a few, they're genetically predisposed to having quite a few health issues and to keep him like in such good shape, really good cardiovascular health. And um, that's, that's awesome. And I think that's going to just prolong his life by being so active and healthy. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Too chowder, like thinking. I always think of it with tuxedo. I allow him to snuffle or like go out and sniff and all the, do all those like things, keeping them engaged. I feel just like us humans, the more we keep our mind engaged, the more we, we don't age as fast as we think it is. Right. <laughs> that we think so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally yeah. agree. I think that mental stimulation is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not just getting on the board and shuffling around watching his videos you can see he thinks ahead he's like a problem solver so it's not only good for his body but for his mind too like he's looking at these courses he's looking at the hills he's going around the corners and gosh it's just awesome i'm just amazing. so impressed it's amazing yeah um so for for dogs like chowder like okay maybe not 
towards being a senior dog or pretty much, you know, being active. What are the supplements that you can recommend, Dr. Amber? Like, you know, how we can, what kind of food? There has to be like a special diet that you can recommend for active dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're younger, like hunting dogs and stuff, I mean, they make specifically for really active dogs, uh, make formulas for really active dogs. Um, As they get to be seniors, I would always recommend a senior formula um, just because senior dogs, and and this probably doesn't qualify for chowder because he's still so active, but as they start to slow down, obviously they're going to burn less calories over the day. And so senior formulas tend to be less calorically dense so that they don't, you know, we're trying to prevent them from gaining a lot of weight as they get less active. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you know, decrease, like they don't need as much protein, they don't need as much phosphorus and sodium and things like that for other health conditions that tend to come along with senior age. And so I would recommend senior diet, you know, because arthritis and and other joint issues are really common in older dogs, joint supplements like glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, and uh, fish oils for inflammation. I think, you know, it's so good for cognitive health, for cardiac health and um, joint and skin. And so, you know, as their bodies get a little bit older and maybe don't heal as quickly or bounce back as much, they um, they can really benefit from those type of things. Yeah. Hmm. So for chowder, Jamie, like how many times in a day, like I know the feeding times, I mean, I assume he gets twice a day or... Yeah. Yes, he does. And uh, we have... We actually take him to a veterinarian who's a couple hours away, two to three, depending on traffic for for most things. Who and she is a bulldog oh, wow. specialist, um, and she's oh. hard to get in to see. She's she's amazing though, um, and, but she you know she keeps me honest because she's really very strict about his weight as well as Maddie's mm-hmm. our other our other bulldog. And I get in big trouble if I take him in there and he's more than a pound or two over his target weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um so that's that's huge um but you know also you know she's helped us with allergy issues and, and things as well but the weight piece um you know it's just a constant battle as active as chowder is you know we live in the pacific northwest and it rains here for five months out of the year and so you know it, there's varying degrees of things that we can do with him outside 37 degrees and raining sideways so we, we actually have to really change his food up day to day a little bit to oh, wow. otherwise i mean we we he he came to wait along with me during the pandemic, and uh, that's where I first got in trouble with the vet. But me too. I mean, that's just <laughs> no, no. It can happen, right? So, um, yeah, that the weight thing is really, really important. I, you know, and I can see how important it is with everything with his breathing as he's running around mm-hmm. out there, and you know, and the skateboarding, how how long he can skateboard because of the breathing and then also just the joints and such you know how how it's much easier on him when his weight isn't higher wow yeah so let me ask you jamie on those days where it's raining like crazy and you can't go outside and he's going stir crazy because he wants to skateboard what do you do to keep him active it's it is insane i those days we dread so much because it's horrible um but what we we have a couple things one 
One in particular that is actually people, we've actually done videos of it and people think we're nuts, but you know, we're, we have a dog, our house is dog friendly. There's nothing in our house that we're that worried about, but we found a silicone, silicone Frisbee. So it's soft and our, we play like a keep away Frisbee in the house um, where the dogs run across the, and they both are (laughs) trying to get the Frisbee. It gets very brutal. It's very competitive between the two dogs, but, but they love it. And it was an exercise. We'll do that for about a half an hour. And they're about as tired as you can be just going back and forth. But it's, wow. you know, again, it burns off that, that angst. Um, and we've done different things with different yeah. balls in the house too. But yeah, we definitely here in the Pacific Northwest, you just, you have to come up with, you know, plan B. <laughs> so indoor. Yeah. <laughs> So does he still beg for his skateboard on those days? Like, and if you let him out in the rain, would he still skateboard? Or is yes, he like, he, oh, no, no we, yes. Um, and occasionally we will, I, occasionally curious. I will take him out in the rain and let him skateboard in the rain, but I just won't let him do hills because okay. that's dangerous, but I'll let him go roll around. Oh, yeah. It's Damn. terrible for the skateboards, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, <laughs> whatever, let's just, let's just do it. But no, he's, he, what he yeah. does is at about, 2 30 or 3 every afternoon he starts to stalk us um and <laughs> and it's it's horrible like you're like oh my gosh please um but he is the, the the bug eyes sitting right next to you kind of irritated because it's, and then if you if you haven't taken him out by five o'clock you know he's just fit to be tied so yeah Oh my god. They definitely oh have an internal clock. He's like, it's skateboarding time, mom. Yes. Yes. And uh, you know, and, it, and it, it's so funny too because he uh he kind of knows we all take turns. Everybody in our family takes turns. It's generally my husband and I, but our kids spend a lot of time here at our house. So somebody will take him and he, but he kind of knows like he looks to see who has the right shoes on and then he sticks with that person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my is goodness! So smart. That oh is my god! Yeah. Wow. Looks like so I love Chowder. This has been in my mind too. How did you come up with his name? Yeah. Well, we had just moved to the Pacific Northwest, and we were trying to think of something local, like, and so we were kind of thinking like clam chowder. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I've had clam yeah, chowder in actually Seattle. Actually, it fits it. It fits him. So somehow. <laughs> I love Amazing. it. Yeah. So Jamie teaching like chowder, what do you think you can uh, give tips to our listeners? Yeah, or develop like a, a skill, like, because you guys are very patient. I feel like um, I bet there's also like a connection why you guys were able to figure out there's something like the energy of child. He needs to do something, right? Some, sure, some pet owners sure. will just like, I have no idea. Like, you know, he's just bored. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, go ahead. Yeah, go I, ahead. I you know, I honestly, I really genuinely believe chowder is just a little bit unique in that I don't think that we were experts or did anything, you know, special. I really feel like other than, you know, we just, we wanted him to be happy and he really seemed to love skateboarding. He was sort of obsessed with it. So I'm like, okay, this, he loves this. Let's, and you can just tell, honestly, with his face, you you can tell what he likes and what he doesn't. So that's all, that's all we did really with the whole thing is with, there was something that he loved 
we would try, like we tried skate parks, didn't seem to be his thing. So we just didn't go to those. That's just, uh, we didn't push it. We didn't mm-hmm. try to make him learn to ride skate parks. We're like, you know, he doesn't look like he's having fun there. You know, he's, he was trying, but he just wasn't, you could just see it in his face. He wasn't loving it. So we didn't do that. Um, the things that he did love, you know, we, we worked on that, you know, and so, and again, he seems to love to practice. He genuinely understands the concept of like accomplishing something. And he really does understand that. And mm. so he would be super focused. And sometimes we were ready to go home and he just wanted to keep doing it until he got something right. And then then he was happy and ready to go. Um, <laughs> so we just kind of took, wow. I've always taken the lead from him. It was like, it was it made him happy. And it was, you know, a fun family thing for us to do together. And, you know, that's really, but we didn't teach him skills. We really more kind of acted like his assistant because he genuinely, <laughs> we really are. We you know, were the ones we moved the boards. We, you know, okay, position things, but it wasn't like anybody was, you know, teaching him. We weren't even skaters, you know. He would learn some things. Wow. Like we did notice he would watch his dad or brother try to do the same thing. So there was a little bit of that, but there was never any formal mm. anything. It was always just, you know, taking him out and seeing what he wanted to do. Wow. Yeah, because you could see all this like pet parents that are teaching like animals to do this. Like, you know, I see like all those like dog shows and they have treats in the corner. Like when they have to like stay still when they're being checked. Wow, that's really amazing. Like I could imagine that he he doesn't even care about treats when he's like. No, he doesn't. And honestly, I we actually have some really good friends. In fact, we took a trip down to Southern California and we skated with some different dogs who skate along the way that we had met online and, you know, became friends with them. And we have a couple of friends who they, their dogs were motivated by treats. And so they taught their dogs with treats and there, and it was really interesting skating Mm. with them because their dog would do something when they gave them a treat, you know, our, you know, Chowder is just built differently. He he doesn't want any food. He just wants a skateboard, you know? And so it's just a different motivation. He's in it just for the pure love of the sport. That's awesome. Totally, totally. Adrenaline (laughs) rush. (laughs) Yep. You know, we don't know why, but he he wants anything board shaped. So he tries to follow. You know, he has had one surfing lesson, and we're going to do more. But he tries to follow our daughter in the water when she has her surfboard. We have a paddleboard here. You know, paddleboards here. He wants to get on that. You know. The snowboard, he didn't even know what we got him one. He didn't even know what it was, but he knew it was board shaped. So he got on it and went down. You know, it's just so interesting how in his head, it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's the right shape. I'm getting on it, you know? Yeah. Wow. Chowder. He's really special. Oh my God. He is. Thank you. I think so too. I do. But you know, all of our, you know, aren't they all special? They just all are all in their own ways, right? Um, yeah. 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 Our babies are like, I feel like Tuxedo is very special. He talks to Absolutely. me and I'm like, oh my God, you're so cute. It was just, yeah, it just stares at me. But um, I'm just in awe, like Chowder. Like I, I want to see, or I just want to think more about like what Chowder brings to us, like what he's trying to teach us. Like, I, as I said, Chowder came to you guys to tell you guys that you guys can still do a lot of stuff with him. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like Chowder was put in our lives for some, some reason. I'm not sure exactly what it is. If nothing else, maybe it just was because with the pandemic and the world being crazy, you know, he's just made people smile. Maybe that's it. And that's actually one of the reasons yeah. we've continued to do stuff on social media. It takes a lot of time and 
sometimes, you know, we just don't have time for that, but we do it because it seems like, yeah, the world just needs a little bit of extra joy <laughs> right now. Yeah. And it's oh, silly. Yeah, it's, totally. just, it's just a dog that's out there, but it's like, okay, well, if it gives people a smile for a couple minutes, you know, in all this craziness, then we're good with that. That thinking when I was watching his videos, Jamie, is there can be so much negativity and fighting and um, division on the internet and having just this cute, spunky, smart, happy dog to watch. Like it just gives people so much happiness and joy and light in, you know, in what can be a really dark world. So thank you so much for, for Chowder and for his videos and and the time that you guys put into it. Cause I think it does bring a lot of joy to people. Yeah, exactly. And I I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying that very much. Yeah. Like, I feel like Chowder is one of those angels that are brought in to this world (laughs) to show us we can smile in spite of like what's going on around us. And yeah, thank you for sharing shelter to us. Oh, no, thank you guys very much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be here and, and chat with you guys. Yeah, but um, yeah, again, so nice to meet you. And thank you again for having me on the, the show. Super excited to have the conversation. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Jamie. Thank you. That's it for today's lovely episode. Don't forget to follow our channel for more talk about pets, tips, advice, and fun stuff. Happiness, vibrance, and longevity for our fur babies and our planet. One Once again, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. This is Dr. Amber, your official veterinarian at Vital Pet Life. And this is Donnie, your chief treat lady at Vital Pet Life. Thank you for listening to us for this whole year. And happy holidays, everyone, and advance happy new year. We'll catch you up in 2024. Happy Happy holidays. holidays!